When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Scoop time, bonus scoop time, reckless speculation Thursday on a Friday. Judd, Darren Doogie Wolfson, Ross Brendel in for the vacationing again. Declan Goff, we don't know exactly when the vacation time runs out, but it's got to be close. So let's get right to it, Dugs. Uh, we have been talking for weeks and you have been talking for weeks about the fact that it was trending towards an Adam Thielen release. Um, you were proven right this morning that happened. It is not a post June 1st cut. So they are going to take 13 million plus dollars of dead cap on now that the deed is done. What can you tell us about the Adam Thielen situation or anything else Vikings related as free agency approaches next week? Yeah, let me get to Thielen in a second, Judd. I just got a text within the last 20 minutes on my way back from Minnesota Wild Practice, which I don't necessarily think we'll get to here. But quickly, had a chance to talk with Zuccarello, Felino, Everson. They'll be okay in Zuccarello's words. Hey, Kirill didn't die. He'll be all right. His spirits are okay. He should be back in that three to four week timeline all right on the vikings i got a text as i was driving back from the tree rink in downtown st paul on harrison smith fluid situation but this person leads me to believe that as i sit here real time literally as of 20 minutes ago about noon central time here on friday afternoon that signs point to the vikings releasing harrison smith now to me that situation is still fluid enough judd like we know he's not going to be back at his current number But could another conversation take place? Could they find some sort of happy medium? This person said, hey, it's going to continue to be a bloodbath. Don't be surprised if that is a move that takes place. Now, sequentially, I don't know if that is like the next move or is there another move before that move? Does that move even take place? But I'm just telling you that somebody I trust who's given me gold for a long, long time going back about two decades, told me to keep an eye on that because I've been led to believe, I said it on Thursday, Judd, that I thought there was a pathway to Harrison Smith finishing his career with the organization that he started it with, that they would find a happy medium. We know he can't be back at his current number, but Mm -hmm. you bring him back that Brian Flores has interest in retaining Harrison Smith, but maybe the sides can't come to that happy medium. So that is something to keep an eye on. I hope it doesn't get aggregated that I am like officially reporting that the Vikings are set to release Harrison Smith. No, I'm not to that point. I'm just laying out like right now in real time, these are actual conversations happening at TCO performance center 
And we just we know that Harrison can't be back at his current large number. So continue to keep an eye on that situation. On Thielen, wish him all the best. He feels like there's still a lot of good football left. Him and Aaron Rodgers have a tight relationship, so I've wondered about the New York Jets. If the Chiefs don't re-sign Juju Smith-Schuster, I think Kansas City is a team to keep an eye on. He will go ring chasing. Why not? At this point in his career, go chase that ring. There's no reason to sign with Jacksonville, although they're on the come. There's no reason to sign with Houston, right? Or Chicago. Sure. Go chase a title. That is what Adam is set to do. So, hey, you think about his run from undrafted free agency to the practice squad to one day being in the Vikings ring of honor. What an amazing run. Impactful on the field, even more so off the field. The Vikings Walter Payton man of the year in 2022. He has impacted so many lives. I wish him all the best. And I am with him, Judd. I know you may disagree, but I am with him that there's still at least one more good year of football in that body that he was playing banged up a good portion of the 22 season. I get what the metrics say. I get it that from a separation standpoint, he was among the worst receivers in the game. In 2022, he just couldn't create separation. But I think a lot of that was he wasn't 100%, should be 100% heading into the 23 season. Yeah, I think he can definitely be a productive number three because his hands are still great. The issue is I don't think he can be – he can't have the role here that he desired, and I think that that was was huge. What is the latest – That was huge, yeah. I mean, Judd, I mean, we touched on it on Thursday, but, you know, I'll expound on that now. Like, there was some dialogue about, hey, can we bring you back at a lesser number? But then when, you know, figuring out what his role could be, should be, what Kevin wants it to be – they just weren't on the same page mm-hmm. in that regard. And I mm-hmm. get it from the Vikings standpoint. Clear-cut TJ Hawkinson is their number two receiving option. Heck, clear-cut right now, KJ Osborne is their number three receiving option. Adam wasn't willing to say, okay, let me fight for that number four spot. That he feels like, yeah, maybe it is what you just said, a number three spot. Not necessarily a number two spot, but he right. can go be a number three option on a really good team. Speaking of um, d- discussing things that are going on in real time, what can you tell me about Zadarius Smith, who, who we've talked about? You said he has sold his house here. Now, he put out a social media post yesterday basically saying it's been great, loved it here, but without saying it, I'm gone. The Vikings then, according to a report from Ian Rappaport, said, whoa, 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 you're under contract. What can you tell us about his potential future here and i did hear that he had started this off by requesting more money because he was basing his performance off the double digit sacks i gotta think the vikings aren't going to pay him more especially with daniel hunter in the wings also probably wanting more money there is zero evidence judd to suggest the vikings are willing to pay zadarius smith more money this is money related this isn't any sort of bad blood with some individual or individuals This is strictly business that Zadarius, his camp, firmly believe there is more money to be made elsewhere. That is why they are seeking this release that these roster bonuses, right? Like he just, he wants the guaranteed money that that he can make more dollars elsewhere, more Mm -hmm. guaranteed dollars elsewhere. So yes, Zadarius wants to hit the market. 
but the Vikings would like to bring him back for one more year, then I think they would look at it and say after the 23 season, that's when we cut the cord. But yes, I would say that situation is ongoing. But like what sort of precedent do the Vikings want to set? How weird would it be if you don't grant him his wish? Right. So I can certainly see the end game in this being Zadarius being elsewhere. Yeah, and it sounds like the Vikings would like to trade him, but I got to think him putting out uh, his post uh, for public consumption hurts that cause because if you are going to bid for, for him, I would almost prefer to do that as a free agent. Why give up a draft pick, even a seventh-round pick? So I think he sort of forced th- their hand. To your point, it's a business. He has no loyalty here. It makes perfect sense. What is your sense of, so when when your source talks about, you know, this might just be, or this is just the start, Dukes, what's your sense about how different the, the makeup of this roster might be by Monday when the legal tampering starts, and probably more importantly, by Wednesday at 3 o'clock when free agency starts? Because this is definitely a very different feel from an offseason ago. Well, I mean, you look at the feel and move, you're right. I mean, all signs... In fact, going back weeks, pointed to this being a pre-June 1st move designation, that this wasn't going to be a post-June 1st designation. So they will absorb all this dead money. So what does that signal to us, Judd, about their intentions here in 23? To me, it signals certainly more moves are coming. Heck, we know that. They're still above the cap, right, with interest in re-signing Dalvin Tomlinson, Garrett Bradbury to some extent, depending on the price point in dabbling in free agency, right? So you need to create millions upon millions of more dollars in cap space. So we know more moves are coming. Now, I did check on Brian O'Neill. I mean, to me, I was told weeks ago that's a very logical move that the Vikings can make. He'll still get all his cash, but it would be a restructuring. But he has not been approached as of Thursday late afternoon. Now, That is something from a paperwork standpoint, you can do snap of the fingers. You can do that very quickly sometime before next Wednesday afternoon when the Vikings need to become cap compliant and or create that much more money in cap space to go chase a free agent or two. But I'm telling you, like you can read between the lines on that feeling move. It also points back to what Kirk Cousins said at that Spire Credit Union event a couple weekends ago about how him, his wife, more so Julie, it was a very emotional talk, them going through how many changes were set to come. Even Kirk's mentality of being unsettled, uncertainty. I'm thinking my gut feeling might be more spot on than ever, Judd, that the Vikings want to maintain the flexibility that a Kirk Cousins extension, I'm just saying today, more so than three weeks ago, two months ago, an extension seems unlikely. And yes. again, that's me sifting through the information, reading between some lines. I'm not definitively reporting that, but, you know, just based on, you know, what he said at that event a couple weeks ago and the Thielen move, the pre-June 1st designation, mm-hmm. it just seems like they are trying to strip this thing down as much as they can while also trying to be somewhat competitive here in 23. Yeah, I got to I got to say this. It very much feels like Kirk Cousins is going to be allowed to play out the contract. And then, you yeah, know, what? I mean, that's, they, that's, they that's the feeling I've had since yeah, January. I, I mean, I think I think the end game here, Judd, is they want pretty good cap 
flexibility in 24. This time next year. Correct. I agree. They would like to be a big player in free agency or at least have that sort of maneuverability, right? Maybe not quite what the Bears have currently in cap space, but, you know, being a team that is on the right side of cap space, not needing to create $23 million, whatever it was pre the Eric Hendricks move in cap space. That's the way this thing is trending. That's where they would like to be this time one year from now. And I do think, Doogie, that is the prudent move. It is. I think 100%. we can all agree yes. that that is yes. the smart move, and 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 that's a move that this franchise has definitely not made since Kirk, you know, and his contract arrived in 2018. This will be the first time in a long time if the Vikings go into March of 2024 with a lot of room. It'll be the first time in ages that they have had that flexibility, and it'll allow Quasi and O'Connell now to mold a roster that they want. So it makes a ton of sense. I think it's very smart. It does, and so that points to okay, what is next? Right, I don't have the cap sheet in front of me. You probably know it just from Purple Daily, all the work you do, just knee-deep in Vikings while I'm trying to navigate a bunch of different things. So I don't have the cap numbers right in front of me, but like, what else is next potentially? Now, I will tell you on Dalvin Cook, Yep, because it got aggregated big time on Thursday, which is fine. I don't have control over what gets aggregated, what doesn't get aggregated, but it was picked up that, hey, I said, hey, I hear that, that the Vikings have a trade offer. Now we're talking a day three pick, if the information is even right. I mean, I trust. I mean, if I put it out there, I trust the people that gave me that information, right? But I guess it's possible that they don't have a trade offer. But bottom line, I actually right now see Dalvin Cook here in 23. Maybe the end game on Dalvin is after the 23 season. Again, I wish I had the the numbers right in front of me, Judd. So you may know the numbers a little bit better than I, top of your head, or maybe you have the cap sheet in front of you. But I just I don't sense that that they're ready to move on from Dalvin quite yet. But again, I think there's some fluidity to all this. Right. I really it's do. all playing out. Yeah, yeah, it's all I sort of playing you. out. Yeah, right. But I'm just saying, like they need to be somewhat careful. Now maybe they're okay. Until I hear otherwise, I don't know if the Wolves are okay, <laughs> you know, but maybe they're okay saying, you know what, like if we end up really hitting the reset button, it won't be the end of the world, but I just think you need to be careful. I mean, you know, do you really want to fracture the locker room that much now? Heck feeling gone. Kendrick's gone. Maybe Smith gone. I mean, there's some damage done right there, right? But, like, I just know this much. Dalvin Cook is as popular a player as there is in that locker room. Yep. So you need to be careful if you do too much, right? Is there a fear of losing that locker room, that the business side of things takes over more so than they ever wanted it to? So I just think they need to be careful. And clearly that's in their train of thought, right? That's in their in their minds as they're – as they're talking right. through a lot of these moves. But, you know, this also points back to what I said last week when I was speaking with a high-profile agent who met with the Vikings in Indianapolis, and he's in the room, and he walked out, and I said this, I believe, last Thursday, maybe Friday, that he walked out of that room convinced some big changes were coming, and we've already seen a couple big changes, but that one of the Vikings capologists was literally, like, in the room, like, going through stuff on her calculator. Like it was happening in real time right then and there. He also walked out of that room, this agent, 
you know, like scratching his head saying, okay, I know moves are coming, but that they still are trying to figure out exactly what moves right. are coming. So there still was uncertainty right. as late as late last week. So yes. presumably the Eric Hendricks clarity came sometime over the weekend. You know, first thing Monday morning, they make the move on Thielen, some talks that were somewhat ongoing, although, you know, I'm led to believe the Thielen decision was made days ago. I think there's more to come, man. I, I think there is Kendrick's more to come. John, there is Thielen tip of the iceberg more to stuff. Come. Yeah, there's yeah. more to come. Yeah. Yeah, there absolutely is. I mean, I wish I could tell you definitively this, 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 this. I do know on Harry. Yeah, I mentioned him specifically. I told you where I stand, at least right now, with some fluidity, but where I stand on on Cook. But, like, I don't have a definitive update on Daniil Hunter. I mean, logically, he's not playing under the number that he's set to be playing under here in 23, entering the final year of his deal. I'm telling you, like, until I hear otherwise, there just isn't evidence to suggest a Cousins extension is, like, on the cusp of happening, Mm -hmm. right? They still want to do the Jefferson extension. They still want to do the Hawkinson extension extension so those are things that they don't need to do right this second but maybe at some point before training camp starts in late july but yeah more immediately judd there is more coming like jordan hicks i'd keep an eye on on his situation i still think this is me more opining but like cj ham at three something doesn't make sense but i checked on him again today they're just nothing but you know as you go down the the list of of stuff to take care of. Maybe he's just a very low priority. Maybe that's just an easy one quick phone call or one quick meeting. Or just they a can make cut. that move happen on you know Monday morning, something like that. Or they bring him back. But yeah, I'm just saying to me logically, how do you bring back CJ Ham at his number? But I'd also keep an eye on Hicks. Like I think I said it last week, and I'll reiterate it now that that the sound of it was linebackers. Wasn't linebacker. Yep. It was backers. Now, does he just take a lesser number and he's back? Maybe. But like Jordan Hicks back at his current number seems dicey at best. How about that for verbiage? Timberwolf scoops. We, we teased to it on uh, Reckless Speculation Thursday, and you told us about it before the show. But uh, give us the headline of Timberwolf scoops because I think this one is pretty intriguing. So March 28th is fast approaching. We are what? 18 days away from when this next 20% payment is due to Glenn Taylor by Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez. We have previously reported that Mark and Alex have brought on three investors. I can identify one of those three investors, a guy with the last name Hicks, former Cargill executive. The newest bit of information is that Alex and Mark are seeking out at least one, if not two or three more investors that Glenn Taylor may even have his fingerprints on this, that Glenn wants to make this thing work. (laughs) He really does. Right. And so that Glenn may even be assisting in this process, but I'm telling you, Judd, it's red flag after red flag after red flag. Why even the need to bring in investors to begin with? I thought they were good to go from the start. So why all of a sudden, 12 to 14 months in, are you seeking out investors? I'm just telling you, in the end, it may work out fine that they make the 20% payment by March 28th. They make the next 20% payment in late December. By December 31st, Mark Laurie, Alex Rodriguez are the majority owners of the Wolves and Lynx. It's entirely possible that is where we get to. 
But man alive, the sloppiness, the goofy route to getting to that point with no guarantee we even get to that point. So, yeah, the fact that they're seeking out more investors. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and the Suns guy basically just dropped in and wrote a billion something do- dollar check. I, I saw, I believe the Bucks are now g- going to be sold to Jimmy Haslam. There's an agreement for $2 billion more than the than Glenn is. is getting. Well, and on Jimmy, on Matt, Matt had a little bit of interest in the Wolves. I don't know how far those talks That's the Suns got. guy? Yeah, that's the Suns guy, Matt. Okay. And on Jimmy, yep, he also had a conversation with Glenn Taylor. Really? Oh, you see those two? Yeah, going back some time, but yeah. Sure. Yeah, so, you know, just interesting tentacles to to this whole situation. But yeah, Jimmy Haslam and 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 the new Suns owner, yeah. Uh, at different points were were interested in in buying the Wolves. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Final scoops because I know you are a busy man with a ton of things to get to. Yeah, so the Wolves are in the mix to play a preseason game next year. Presumably it would be October. I guess it could be you know, the last week of September, although training camp normally begins, what, like September 29th or 30th. So presumably it would be like early October in Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi. So the Wolves, I know, are in that mix. Nothing I don't think is official, but that would be a long flight. Bad Ross joke alert. Are they looking for normal from Garfield? (laughs) I knew exactly where you were going with that. Who was I talking to the other day? You know what? It was our photojournalist, Brian, who's fantastic. And he made that same reference, Ross. Oh, he's a man after my heart. Yeah. Tell him I said great reference. Yeah, because I A-rolled. I do the TV scoop on Thursdays on Channel 5 at, at 6.50. I had to get to a shoot, and he had some free time before going to shoot the hopkins Wyzetta girls basketball game last night. So he was nice enough to B-roll, put the video over my audio track. And after he got done putting the video over the audio track, he made that exact same reference, Ross. So that is, that is very funny. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I have. Judd, I just I haven't had time in the last 24 hours to chase much beyond all of this. I will tell you, though, I don't think I mentioned it on Thursday, that I did hear that Aaron Johnston, the South Dakota State head coach, is on Mark Coyle's radar. Oh, no, Still you don't know. Okay. Royce says he's interested. Money yep. talks. He can make more money here. Sure. He's 48 years old. He's from Pine Island. Went to Gustavus. He's recruited this area. For a really long time, he's built South Dakota State into a monster. They have a big renovation coming to their arena in the next couple of years. So if he wants to, he can coach the Jackrabbits for the next 10, 12 years, then retire. He's got some younger kids. So I don't know if he's interested in uprooting his family, but Royce has led me to believe that Aaron does have interest in this job. You know, the other interesting thing to all this is the Gophers women have never had a male coach mm-hmm. in their program history, you know, going back to the late 60s, early 70s, Aaron is a male, not a female. I know Aaron can be a female name, but Aaron Johnston is a male, Caucasian male, current head coach of South Dakota State. But I did hear he is in Mark Coyle's mix. Doesn't mean that, like, he's the guy. It's him or bust. But I did hear specifically from somebody in the know that that he is in the mix. All right, Dukes, great stuff. Thank you, and we will talk to you next week. Happy right. birthday to Droogie. He turns 12 tomorrow. Can you believe that? Way to that? go, Droogie. Uh, baseball happy cards. Birthday. Baseball cards on the you way. You know what? He's fluctuating all over the place. Like, he goes through spurts where he's in the cards, then not in the cards. He's really into jerseys the, right now. I got now. The cards myself. I just picked these yeah. up, huh? The little, little oh, very nice. New cards. You know what? Oh. If, you can, if, you can, if you can get him a Julio Rodriguez rookie card, I promise, Judd, he'll be in the cards. 
So work on that. I'll Track work on Julio that. Rodriguez, I'll work my sources through PSA. Card. All right, Duke. Thanks. Thing. All right, boys. Talk see you. Bye.